Hello and welcome, Read, Pray, Share family. Thank you for joining us for another podcast episode. Today's episode comes from a Bible study lesson led by Jorian Wilson from the book of Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. We pray that it blesses you in totality. Enjoy. Uh, uh, what I want to share is really something that Sean and I had talked about. Actually, Sean, myself, uh, Ron Janae, and um, Destiny and Angie, we talked about this last week. And I'm reading a book called The Purpose Driven Life right now. And so in The Purpose Driven Life, uh, the author has given us five purposes for life. And so one of these purposes is we are planned for God's pleasure. The other is we are planned for God's family. The third one is we are created to become like Christ. The fourth is we are shaped for serving God. And the last one is what I want to talk about today. The last purpose is we are made for mission. And so during today's Bible study, I want to talk about mission. And if you think about it, mission is really the last part of the read, pray, share. The share part is, is mission. We're supposed to go out and share God's word. So now I know that some people may be newer to Repray Share, but many of the faces I recognize who have been faithful over the past year, who have been plugging into the Bible studies to prayer sessions, to small groups and engaging in other means of fellowship. And as, as you know, we always talk about, we are here to help you grow spiritually, uh, but also we are here to help develop leaders, right? And as we recently celebrated Repray Share's first anniversary, I just wanted to kind of share with you what the vision for Repray Share is. And it is that we are a committed body of Christ used as a tool to change lives for the betterment of God's kingdom, dedicated to the love, growth, and empowerment of future generations. And so that empowerment piece is what I hope to hone in on today um, because we want to empower you to not only grow yourself spiritually, but also to seek out opportunities for missioning your daily lives. So the first thing we have to understand is that we are called to mission. Um, you're probably familiar with this passage of scripture. It's known as the Great Commission, Matthew uh, 18, verse 20. And it states, I mean, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And it states, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so we know that the Great Commission is what God has given these disciples to go out and spread the gospel, essentially, right? And even though it was given directly to these disciples, it is true for us as well. We are called to go out and spread the good news, to spread the gospel, and to teach others, reconciling them to Christ. The next scripture I want to share that, you know, talks about our call, our mission uh, to win souls and reconcile people to Christ is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. And it reads, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So God has given us this ministry of reconciliation. 
And it says that he's given us this ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. And though God were, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And what I hope for us to get from this scripture is one word, that we are ambassadors for Christ. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we are ambassadors. And what an ambassador is, is just a person who acts as a representative or promoter of a specific activity. So what we are doing is representing Christ wherever we are, promoting the gospel and sharing the good news to everyone. If we think about it, not only are we represent, representatives of Christ, but we are a continuation of what Christ's mission was on earth. Our mission doesn't necessarily have to be overseas. I know that sometimes we think about mission overseas, like going to a foreign country, working with the less uh, fortunate. However, wherever we are, whether we're at work or whether we are at school or whether we're at the store, we are always on mission. And if you think about it, uh, if you think about times in the Bible, anytime that God is doing something, something great, where he is um, saving people, where the word is being spread, where people's lives are being changed, someone is sent. For example, Moses is sent to Egypt to display God's power and rescue the children of Israel. Samuel was sent as a prophet and judge over Israel. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, all of these were prophets who God sent to the children of Israel to give them his words. Furthermore, we know that Jesus was sent. Jesus had a specific mission to accomplish during his time on earth. The disciples were sent, as we talked about in Matthew 28. And Paul was sent. We've studied a lot about what Paul has written, but Paul was sent. We see that in his letters, in his travels. He was sent to spread the good news. And my brothers and sisters, we have something in common with these heroes of the faith. We also have been sent. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 through 15 tells us, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Yes, my friends, we are sent to spread the gospel, this good news to the world. But it really begins with our inner circle, with the people that we interact with each and every day. This scripture illustrates for us that in order for people to be saved, they must believe. And in order for them to believe, they must hear about Christ. And for them to hear, someone has to be preaching, but they can't preach unless they are sent. So it's so important to understand that we have been sent by Christ to spread this good news. And if we are sent to share this gospel and we don't do so, how can people be saved? So now that we understand 
hopefully we understand that we are sent as ambassadors of Christ. And it is of great importance that we share this gospel, right? But what does it look like practically to do this? And if you know me or have heard me teach before, you know that I'm a very practical person because I don't want us to come to Bible study and understand a biblical truth or understand a biblical assignment and not know how to act on it. So this is how we act on mission. There's three specific things that I think mission looks like. And it's not an exhaustive list. I won't pretend like I know and I'm covering everything. However, these are three things that I think that mission looks like in our daily lives. So the first thing is our mission is displayed in the way we live. We are examples. We may be the first and only Bible that some people see. I know you've heard that before. This is why it's so important that we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind, like Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says. It's important for us to allow Christ to change our hearts, which will result in exhibiting the fruits of the Spirit that we've talked about before. The fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father who is in heaven. And I love this scripture because it's just showing, it's talking about that our lives, the way we live, is a light to those who are around. That people can see our light, the way that we're living, and this is going to illuminate their lives, illuminate their curiosity about what's different about this individual. And that will spark their curiosity about God and about Christ and give us an opportunity to share, right? So the way we live will help provide us an opportunity to share the gospel with others. If there's no distinction between the way we live and the way the world lives, it will likely be hard for us to minister or share the gospel with others because there's nothing unique or different about you or me. If you are cursing, drinking, smoking, having sex outside of marriage, lying, cheating, exploding in rages of anger, if you aren't a person of great character and integrity, why on earth would anyone listen to you and believe what you have to say and that you if, I mean, why would they believe what you have to say if you're in the same place? If y'all are in the same place, they would be foolish to take advice from you. One of my mentors told me once before that it's not wise to take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. For example, if someone is broke and in debt begging you for money, you probably shouldn't take advice from them about handling money. If you aspire to be married and sustain your marriage and have a long lasting marriage, it may not be wise to take advice on successful marriage from the person, from the guy who's been married 10 times, you know? So what I'm getting at is for us to have an opportunity to share God's good news, we must position ourselves by the way we live our lives. Now, if you are someone who is full of hope, positive, optimistic, even when things seem dark, that may stand out to someone who's lost, someone who doesn't know Christ. 
If you choose to be a person of great integrity and character, doing what you know to be right, even when it's hard, you may stand out to those who are lost. If you choose not to give into peer pressures, if you choose to live like Christ, this will stand out to the world. And this may give you an opportunity to share the good news. So then you're living right and a person comes up to you and you are given an opportunity to share God's news. What then would you say? The truth is, I don't know. And I don't know because every conversation is different. Someone may ask you, how can you smile after you lost your job or were passed over for an opportunity? Your point or your mission or your opportunity to share God's good news, you may simply respond and say, even though it's hard and it hurts, my hope is in Christ. And I know God has my back. He always works things out for my good. And you see, you sprinkle in some scripture right there. That's Romans 8, 28. You don't have to say the direct scripture, but the way you word it and phrase it, you're teaching, you're preaching God's word without, you know, directly saying Romans 8, 28 says God causes all things, you know, because that may scare them away. That may be a little awkward, but we can spread God's word in a way that people can receive it. And above all, when we have opportunities to share with others, it's important that we are genuine and that we be ourselves. So the first one is the way we live. That's how we uh, practice and live out our mission. The second one I wanna talk about is sharing your testimony. The second way we participate in mission is by sharing our testimony. The opportunity to share your testimony may come up in casual conversation, or you may have some other opportunity to share your testimony with others. How do you share your testimony though? It should be natural to you. Just like when somebody asks you like, where do you work or what do you do for a living or where'd you go to school? It's easy for you to conversate about that and tell them about your experiences. Likewise, we wanna have that same natural flow to us because we're just being ourselves. We're just telling the truth and what God has done for us. You likely won't have a whole lot of time to share your life story with someone. So I wanna provide you with a quick guide that I got from uh, reading The Purpose Driven Life. And it's, uh, it's just a quick guide on how to share your testimony in less than a minute, right? And so the first thing you wanna do is explain what your life was like before Christ. Secondly, you want to explain how you realized you needed Jesus. Thirdly, you want to explain how you committed your life to Christ. And fourthly, you want to explain the difference Jesus has made in your life. And my hope is that we will be bold in sharing our testimony because there is so much power in sharing it. It places us in a raw, authentic, and even vulnerable state, but our testimony is reflective of God's power in our own lives. It's one thing to say to someone that you are trying to minister to or uh, you know, share the good news with. It's one thing to say to them, you know, you should follow Christ. It was the best decision I made. It's another thing to say to that individual that, hey, before I encountered Christ, I was a womanizer, a liar, a manipulator, but all that ever left me was broken. I had a mentor sit down and tell me face to face one time that the way I was living was going to send me to hell. That day was a turning point in my life. And though I didn't radically change my ways, God began to change my heart 
through his love and reconciliation. God reminds me daily that I am loved despite my past mistakes. And the word tells me that anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. The old is passed away and all things have become new. Now I don't have an appetite or desire to engage in the things that I once did. Sure, temptation comes, but I know doing what is right has always been a greater reward than satisfying my flesh. That is my personal testimony. Is it easy to be vulnerable? No, it's not, but it is so liberating. Through the finished work of Christ, we are free to take off the mask. Not only is it liberating, but the power for, but our testimonies have power to witness to others and it reveals to them what Christ can do in their own lives. They may see Jorian's testimony and say, hey, I struggle with that too. So perhaps God can liberate me or free me from that as well. If he did it for Jorian, surely he can do it for, for Willie. He can do it for Sean. He could do it for Aeneas. He could do it for anybody, right? And that's the power of our testimony. One of my favorite scriptures is Revelations 12, 11. And in Revelation, you know that it's the vision of, of heaven, right? And so this part of the scripture he's talking about, he says, and they overcame, referring to Christians, and the Christians overcame the devil, him, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And so this just reminds us the strength of our testimonies and sharing what God has done for us to other people. And so the last one, the third thing that our mission looks like, we talked about the way we live. We talked about sharing our testimony. And this last one is discipleship and accountability. We have to know that people will want to know more about Jesus and how to experience this gift that he has given us all. And we have to be willing to take time to walk alongside them, right? Like we're doing here at Read, Pray, Share. This is discipleship. This is accountability. And sometimes it's not in a big corporate group setting. It could be a one-on-one -on -one thing, just checking in with somebody who says, hey, I want to walk this journey, right? It's, it's checking in on them, you know, giving them resources, you know, talking about God, talking about scriptures with them, maybe praying with them if need be. But that's the third part of our mission is that discipleship and accountability aspect. And we know the scripture, Proverbs 27, verse seven, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And this is just reaffirming the fact that in this life, we are responsible for one another. We are here to help one another be sharper, to grow, to keep each other accountable, to lift each other up when we're down, when we're falling. And so that's what I wanted to share today. And as I conclude, I wanna ask you a question. It's a rhetorical question that I want you just to think about. How are you advancing God's kingdom? Are you walking in mission on a daily basis? And then I have a challenge for each of us. I want us to think about just one person that we can share God's good news with in the month of April. I'm not asking you to go out and find 10, 100 people, just one. It could be a friend, a family member, and it doesn't have to be a big deal. It can be simply, you know, hey, I want to invite you to replay share. Hey, I want to invite you to, uh, you know, pray with me. Or I want to tell you about what God has done in my life. It's going to be tough. It's going to take some boldness and some courage. But that is my challenge for each of us, right? That's what we are here for. 
God has planted us here so that he can change our lives and make us more like him, but also so that we may grow the kingdom, that we may share God's good news with others. That's my challenge for you all. I hope that you all will accept it. And uh, that's all I had. So I'll give it back over to Sean. Thank you for tuning in to our latest podcast episode. We pray that it blessed you in totality. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Read, Pray, Share. And until next time, continue to do like we always say, and that's read, pray, and share. Be blessed, y'all.